if you genuinely want it, you can do it. Just don't stop. Like I have so many friends that are like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to move to LA. And the only reason it doesn't happen is because they stop. If you don't stop, it can't never happen. You know what I mean? Which is also kind of like, oh, that's like a lunatic's path. Like just keep going blindly. So I would say even, don't even say what you want to become. No, you want people to know you and see you, but like things will change and they probably won't even be influencers at that point anymore. They won't even call it that. They won't be YouTubers because there'll be another platform by the time you actually start getting popular. There might be another thing, you know? So I would say just put yourself out there and make anything, every idea you have, do it. This is the Next Generation Education. We're talking to top entrepreneurs, thought leaders, international disruptors, while focusing on lifelong learning and how education can and needs to adapt in our modern world. You're listening to Start Ed Up. Here's your host, Don Wedrick. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up podcast. I'm excited today to bring you Nathan Barnett. Nathan is a comedian and actor out of Los Angeles, California. But he's also been a guy who has been able to find opportunities everywhere. Hmm, whenever I heard that before. is For those reasons, I wanted to reach out to him because, number one, my students put me onto his channel when I was teaching videography and documentary filmmaking. This is like five years ago. And they're like, Mr. Wetcher, you have to check this guy out. And he was nuts. I mean, this guy was finding himself in the right places at the right time. He was doing videos for Flowrida and Yell and, uh, and all these kind of cool things and just kind of seemed to put himself in these unique situations. His videos were always a little bit uncomfortable and funny, and he was always never making fun of anybody. Matter of fact, it was kind of self-deprecating humor, and a lot of it involved dancing. But I also keep seeing him pop up here and there. I see him, like I saw him, in a, he did a thing for the Miami Dolphins, and and then also, like, I was going back through some of his videos, because I remember watching Silicon Valley, I was like, wait a second, that guy looks familiar. I think that guy was in that that YouTube guy's video. And sure enough, I'm going back some of his old videos and it, like it's starting to look like a who's who of, you know, HBO Silicon Valley and some of these other people that I've, you know, recognized from the Upright Citizens Brigade. So Nathan goes into that, goes into, you know, how he's kind of been growing and developing and his lifelong goal is he just keeps doing and I love this guy's message for that reason. He's not going to sit around and say, I'm going to be a famous actor. He does small things at a time. And as he's going to explain, that's exactly why he's kind of gone viral, so to speak. So this is one that I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy. He's a great guy. Uh, I highly recommend that you check out his channel on YouTube and start looking at all of his different skits and everything else. It's a, it's a joy to watch. And they're for all audiences. He's, he's never inappropriate. All right, so without further ado, the one and the only, Nathan Barnett. All right, so now I am joined by, man, you go by many things, but let's just say Nathan Barnett today because, uh, yeah, we're going to get into all the different things that you do on YouTube. Um, but first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right, so I'm going to like get this from the beginning because some of my former students are going to be like, oh my gosh, you've got the Madeon, or the Madeon guy. Um, we'd seen a, 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 your, your video for pop culture, what, five plus years ago now. And I, yeah, yeah. I think the video is six years old. And um, you've just exploded by doing strange things. And I'll let you... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the reasons why I had to have you on is that 
it just occurred to me. I have, I've told so many students, like they'll say, well, what do you think I should do? I said, what I think you should do is I said, metaphorically, you should go out in the middle of the dance floor and just dance like you're crazy. And then people will gravitate toward it because you have the confidence to take risks. So yeah, here, here I have the guy that has been taking some really interesting risks, very calculated. I mean, I've been really thoroughly enjoying your rise to fame. So let's, let's start from the very beginning. How in the heck did you start all this? Oh, geez. I, I just, I don't know. I, uh, I guess if I go way back, it's in high school. Uh, I, had, I filmed a cable access sketch comedy show with my brother and my friends. And uh, we would just borrow the camera equipment from the, the cable studio film videos and air them on local cable access. And then after high school, I, I kept filming videos and I would we'd put them on VHS, then we'd put them on DVD. And then in 2006, when YouTube came out, I was in California and I took all my old videos from those DVDs and all my height tapes and I started loading them to YouTube. Um, and then also filming new videos when I was out there. And then that's when like you, my first viral hit was a video called We've All Got Problems. And that was like the first year of YouTube because there was nothing else on there. And this was like, it was like 60 seconds. It was quick and funny and just physical. And I got like 300 and something thousand views. It was unbelievable to me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like almost half a million people have seen this. It was unheard of at the time. So uh, we've all got problems with like an excerpt, like a 60 second flashback from a short film. My brothers and I had filmed the year before I moved to California. And so it was like in Massachusetts. But um, yeah, then I just kept filming, kept filming. And then some of the characters would catch on. I do characters. That's like my thing. I like to do different characters. Um, uh, and I also like to dance, but I'm not a dancer. I'm not a professional dancer at all. Uh, I just like to do it. That, and, that, uh, could, that, could, that could be debatable whether you're, so. It, I know, I, it's I, funny because that's what everybody says, but then I feel bad for actual dancers because it doesn't, it doesn't look well, like they can learn choreography. Well, yes, they yeah, they can. But I, I remember watching it and one of my students in my class, she's like, you have to be good to dance that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like this bad flopping and flailing. Oh, still the rhythm. Right, 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 right. And, and, and I'll throw in like a backflip, which will make people think, oh, he knows what he's doing, but really it's just a backflip. It has nothing to do with dancing. It, but you think he's capable. So then you just on board with whatever he does after that. Yeah, well, and it's so taking it's like you and so many. Yeah. the audience. Well, so, uh, I mean, and then obviously, you know, you, I mean, okay, let's see. You have kind of a, a, an affinity for the N64, right? You, you've had some things yeah, based around yeah, the Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, every video game system from like before 1999 I'm into. Uh, so, so I'm primarily into Sega Sega things and Neo Geo, which is what my character Keith is really into because that's well, just like uh, what I know and love. So there's a lot right. of material. Well, then that's that. That was my next point. So again, if like people are just starting to tune in, like, okay, explain exactly what you do. Let me let me cut to the quick. So Nathan has done some really unique videos where he now is in a couple of different characters, and like your sketch comedy backgrounds, in some cases, like I don't like like the one where you uh, want to go audition for the music video. Like a lot of people yeah, yeah. obviously don't know that you're in character and that's kind of the sketch. The sketch is not a, I mean, yeah, almost it's sort of that. a Eugene Levy kind of a way where yeah, the yeah. joke's kind of I, on them, but you're self deprecating. So it's not like yeah, mean. Look, I never want to make, I never want to make, I, I say I'm a mixture of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Jim Carrey. 
and like a little bit of Buster Keaton and a little bit of Andy Kaufman. So, because I like to do stunts and, you know, fall down and stuff. And, uh, but I like to stay in character. And this is, this is just one aspect of the stuff I make. I, some things are just all self contained sketches in a location, you know, and it's no public interaction at all. But then I do love public, you know, it's a great platform and a great, great place to make content, seeing reactions of real people. And the audience watching is aware that I'm in character. But even that, sometimes people online don't know that I'm in character. So they're just like, this guy's insane. And then they find out later. People meet me all the time. And I don't break character when I'm at like these video game conventions and different events. I go as Keith. Keith's like my most popular character. So I'll do a lot of events as him. And like this past weekend, I was in Miami doing something for the Miami Dolphins as Keith. And the guy who hired me is aware and knows I'm an actor and I do characters. And he likes Keith. But everyone in the stadium, because I don't break character, I keep the glasses on, I keep doing the voice, he's got like a lisp, he talks like this, his voice is a little bit higher, and he's really eager and excited. And I just don't ever let people see Nathan, because I feel like I'd rather them see Keith, because Keith's more exciting, and he's the one who's doing all the crazy stuff. And then also when people find out I'm doing a character, it's less like, oh, okay, this guy's just kind of being a, a jerk or making fun of us or whatever. But I'm not, they just might think that because they fell for, you know, yeah. fell for it. But yeah. I just like to, I love staying in character and then doing things in public and I can get away with a lot more. I've been zip tied and handcuffed by the police and TSA and I just stay in character. And then eventually they're just like, that keep talking and rambling about like one time I went up into the ceiling up from the baggage claim. I climbed up the baggage claim into the ceiling because I needed to get a shot of Keith dumping out of like, that's like as if he rode with the baggage on the plane for a video. And then some janitor saw me and he came, I was, breaking my camera down, trying to stick it in my bag and get out of there. But then TSA and the police came over and like zip tied me and set me down and wouldn't let me leave. And they were interrogating me. And I just kept staying in character as Keith has kept talking. They were like searching my bag. And in my bag, I had a ton of video games from the nineties, like a virtual boy and a Sega justifier, which is like the light gun, kind of like a Nintendo zapper. And they're like, what is this? And I was like, lots well, of Sega justifier came out in 1994. And that is light years better than a Nintendo zapper. All it has 16 bits per hour. It just kept going on and on. And they were like, okay, just stop talking and I just kept talking as Keith and then they look at my ID my Nathan Barnett ID in my picture I look like a lunatic my brother and I have this thing where we try to like do crazier pictures than each other and my tongue is hanging out of my head my hair is like all out like crazy but I'm bald on top so I just look like a mental patient and it matches the personality they're dealing with at that moment so as I think that I'm just you know kind of a lunatic and I'm then they realize I'm not like malicious and I'm not trying to do any harm. I just didn't know you couldn't go into the ceiling and then they just let me go. But if they'd known I was an actor filming a video, they definitely would have taken me to jail. I'm like, you can't be messing around in an airport, blah, blah, blah. So I get out of situations a lot if I stay in character and it's very handy. <laughs> but then and I get my footage and I put it online and everyone likes it. <laughs> but I got to go through a lot of grief to get that shot. So, yeah. Um, well, no, I think it's worth it. Well, what I, what I love is, I mean, like we have kind of two mantras um, in my class, and that is opportunities are everywhere and take risks now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. telling anybody under 20, man, you know, if you're going to do something while you still live with your mom and dad, you know, you're not going to lose your house if you take a risk now. Yeah, and, now's and, the time to do it. Your parents can bail you out. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and I mean, don't do anything crazy would, or illegal, but I don't, I don't promote that. I, I like to tell right. not bother anyone too much. But if I'm a little bit of an inconvenience, then whatever, you know, it's good for a laugh later. Yeah. Well, and the other so. thing is, is like the opportunities are everywhere mantra. You now seem to, I mean, I, I know there's got to be a method to your madness, but like 
you now are finding yourself into unique opportunities. Like uh, the other day, yeah. the Miami Dolphins game, and you can go over that. How, how did you get placed there and tell everybody what you did? Um, well, I guess it's just because I have so much more, so much content out there now. People just start seeing it. I get a lot of jobs from people just reaching out to like my manager or myself even, and just saying, "Hey, I like, I like this character. I like you. Will you make a video for us? Or will you show up and do a live appearance? Or will you be in this commercial music video?" I've gotten a lot of music videos from Keith um, and some of my other characters um, just from people seeing the videos. Uh, so I'll just say, yeah, or, you know, I'll figure out a little deal. I'll, sh- I'll show up somewhere and I'll do it. Cause that's basically how I, I keep eating is just people keep coming at me, but then I'm also on the side of auditioning for television shows and commercials like constantly, but that's just like, you know, so they have like two jobs kind of going on, like the traditional actors yeah. route in LA, just pursuing acting. And, um, I'm pitching television shows constantly. We have a couple of things in development right now. Um, and when I say we, I mean, my brother, Seth and I, and my friend Paul coming to, uh, he directs a lot of stuff. The three of us will write. We write a lot of television content and shows and scripts, but you know, not many things come to see the light of day. But right now, we got three things that are looking pretty good. So hopefully, those go through. But in the meantime, I'm also auditioning. And then, other than that, the third thing is I'm just doing my own side stuff, like Keith videos and stuff I put on the internet. I always think my YouTube is just my my hobby. But then my hobby ends up paying me a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. I put a video online. I, you get the ad revenue. That's one thing. But then the big stuff comes from like the Skittles. Skittles. I made these fake Skittles commercials. It was like this self-proclaimed uh, Skittles spokesperson, Trey Lewis. He's one of my more popular characters. And Skittles started putting them on Skittles.com. They would embed my YouTube videos. And I was like, I didn't get upset. I was like, this is amazing. This is always what I wanted. So I kept making more. I just gave them even more things. And eventually they got reading contact with me and they said, hey, let's just make you the spokesperson. See, so I became yes. the Skittles that, spokesperson for a year. I love that. Giving them videos that were working. Well, I mean, so, so uh, there's so nice. many things to unpack there. I mean, number one, you're creating content and you're constantly creating content. And then one thing leads to another and you know you're also providing value for others obviously from the skittles yeah yeah from the music video things and i'm gonna have you name drop here in a second so i'll let i'm not gonna step on those (laughs) toes let you do that but like by you waiting around quote unquote for your your ship to come in in hollywood you're creating Mm -hmm. your own thing and of course then that becomes your you know your content marketing so to speak i mean this is yeah, and those are the things we end up pitching to television networks, like all the different characters I develop. I think of something bigger for them, like a TV version of them or whatever it is, and uh, that's what become that's what I pitch to networks, and then I get paid to write a script, and then hopefully shoot a pilot, and hopefully to shoot a season. So right now we're in the works of another one from a brand new character um, with another network right now, and hopefully that one goes farther than the other ones have gone but in the even if it doesn't it's still you get paid to to write so it keeps you alive when you're in you're making stuff so that's kind of like all you can hope for yeah okay so let now so. now we're gonna now we're gonna get into the name dropping stuff um <laughs> I, I, let's just start with music videos because you know i like i said I, i'd started with pop culture and then uh mm-hmm. you're dealing with a french artist and and all of a sudden she makes appearances so go into some of these yeah you've been on um, well, like that for is uh, Yell, the French artist uh, uh, Y E L L E, but it's pronounced Yell. They um, they're just like my favorite band. Like I, my older brother Josh told me about them, and I listened to them, like I was like, this is amazing. I just loved them. It was like right up my alley. Side so note: My I middle daughter likes to 
side note, my my middle daughter likes Safari Disco Club. So that's one of the reasons oh, why awesome. that, that was oh, the second so place good. I showed you up. Like we had seen the pop culture video and all of a sudden we mm-hmm. saw a video for Yell and we're like, wait, that's the floppy arm guy. Yeah. <laughs> we start putting, I'm, I was like, what the heck? And and then I'd seen other, well, here, I'm, I'm interrupting you. you. Go on some of these other music videos. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, well, so that, I just, all the, a lot of the music videos came from me just making fan music videos, me dancing to songs that I liked, putting it on YouTube. Some of them, you know, I'd get like flagged or whatever because it wasn't my content owned by a record label or whatever, but I didn't really care because I, I had the idea and I had to put it out there and I had to make it. So I would. And um, then Yell saw the video. They loved it. They posted it around. Um, I did another one, and that's when Yell was in town, and I got her in it for, for one part, like towards the end in the cameo. Oh, and the, in the intro, I got some audio from her in the intro of that one. And then later, I eventually did an official one with them. And then I would go, and when they'd play LA, I'd come on stage and I would dance during the song for the video I do. And then I would go to Paris and I would meet them there and go to their shows, and I just became their friend. So they're they're a special thing because like now I'm just friends with them. I like visit them and stuff. But that I just got in things because I just kept making things. And then other artists and other bands like uh, Flow Rider, I did a video for him as Keith. After he saw the Keith audition video, he saw it and liked it, and then they wanted Keith in a video for him. So they sent us to Miami and we just, it was just me and my manager and we're just running around shooting it. Basically how I shoot my dance videos, it's just me and a tripod and I just put it in a ton of different locations and I dance for a second and I go to another spot and then I cut it all together and we just filmed this dance video in like two days and then it was supposed to be like the lyric video, which is like uh, the temporary video before the official one comes out. Um, and they normally just put like, you know, lyrics over the screen, but for the same amount of money, my manager and I were like, well, we can film, film a whole music video for you. So we did. And then they put the official video out a few months later and it still has never gotten as many views as our lyric video got because we like really put some effort into it. And it was just like, you know, Keith, people like Keith. So it, it did really well. And uh, after that, I just, I've getting so many different people reach out. I was in a Pharrell music video. I've been in a Haim music video. Uh, Robin Schultz is, I think the biggest, most views I've ever had. It's got like, over 300 something 300 million views it's crazy but so yeah i just keep doing music videos and then the dolphins happened this past weekend because the guy down there is a fan and so i just now it's keith dancing through dolphin stadium on the field with the cheerleaders i go back <laughs> next month to do it again it's amazing so i yeah i just suggest to anyone just make anything you think of because that's what i do if i have an idea I well it, okay think, let's, let's, still let's put be it honest. up and test it out yeah let's be honest though like when I was teaching um, video editing and things like that five years ago, when, when we watched the Madion video, like you're not a guy with it. Like, don't sell yourself short. You're not a guy with a camera and a tripod. Your editing skills are what gets you. Like one, it's obviously a good camera, but the attention to detail you have uh, is I think what puts you over the top. So I don't want to get, you know, I, I agree. Go out there, do your own content, start doing, 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 but you know, putting out really bad content or poor quality is not going to get you anywhere. You're doing unusual things that are funny, but they're well done. And I think that's kind of one of the things that has been setting you uh, over the top. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I've taught myself to edit in high school when I had video tech class and that was on tapes. Like we had big, you know, VHS tapes, uh, bigger ones. They're like super VHS or whatever they were called. 
and we would just edit and we do in points and out points on the physical tape. So that was kind of like the mechanics of the editing I learned. And then I started learning editing on a computer after high school. And so I've been editing for a while. And I think it's just basically my college has been just filming videos and editing and figuring things out. Sure. So yeah, I just, I love, and I love matching things visually. It's all like, and so a lot of it is like reshooting because I have to go back out and do the same as that position or do a new move to fill in because I don't have a connector shot to connect. This is for the dance videos. I mean, because I try to like get my body in the same position if I'm doing like the same choreography or something. Yeah. So yeah, just fast editing. That's kind of what like, it sounds like a real basic video because it is, it's just me and a tripod and go to different locations, but the production value is in the amount of shots, I guess. And then the at editing Yeah. and it cuts through. So it's like the poor man's way of making something flashy. Really. It's just, that's all I had. So that's what I would do. And now it's kind of become a thing of well, mine. So that I would much rather choose something like a legitimate with a big budget, like a short, I just shot a short film a couple months ago. That'll be out at the end of the year. Yeah. It's it's the now, and it looks like it's like a real movie, you know, it was, it's a short film, so it's not a full feature, but it was like, it looks legit. So that's that's always been the goal is to get there but in the meantime i'll do what i can with my tripod and my well canon 7d yeah that's a great segue um for your new uh, short because it's got a familiar looking actress in it and uh, we talked about this off air i remember (laughs) when silicon valley came out i was recognizing i'm sure it's been the opposite for a lot of people like you know now that Silicon Valley's out there, they, you know, they look back and like, is that Guilfoyle? Um, but having oh, watched yeah, some yeah. videos from years ago, all of a sudden when, it, when Silicon Valley comes out, I'm like, wait, that's a guy from the pop culture video that told him to dance. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. so you, that's, you, you, that's the you're putting, yeah, you're, you're definitely putting yourself at the right place, right time. Once again, we can name drop a little bit. How did you get acquainted with, uh, well, obviously this was before Silicon Valley days, but these are all yeah. your well, Martin, Martin's been around forever. People have always known him because he was in Freaks and Geeks and he's in Adventureland. He's in a lot of, he does, he work, he's been working since he was like pretty young. So he's been around uh, a lot of like the indie comedy scene knows him pretty well. But yeah, Silicon Valley has been huge for all those guys. Um, but I've been friends with like those guys just from being in the comedy world in LA because everyone kind of knows everyone. And, you know, so you just talk to each other, I'd ask each other if you want to be in something. But I've been pretty good friends with Martin for a while. We had a mutual friend who introduced us and we'd go bowling together. So um, I asked him if he'd want to be in the video in the beginning and he was down to do it. But yeah, I did another Kumail. Uh, I was on his podcast as Keith and myself and I had him in my Mario dance video with him and his wife. They run, they do a podcast called the Indoor Kids. It's been a little while, I think, since they've done it, but I've known him for a while. And then um, TJ, same thing. I knew him from like just the comedy world, you know, the indie comedy scene. Um, and then three of them got on that. For those who don't know who TJ is. Oh, TJ Miller. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's doing really well now. He's doing great. So it's awesome. Everyone's like doing very good. Um, Thomas Middleditch, he's also a guy that's been around. He's a UCB guy, Upright Citizens Brigade. And that's where I perform, but I don't personally know him at all. But the other three guys, um, yeah, they've been all been in some of my dance videos. So hopefully now, this year with this new project it will become my silicon valley and all will be right in the world <laughs> if not i'll just keep filming videos are you just going to go to the set next year and uh just start dancing in the background there at uh, on silicon valley <laughs> <laughs> probably not i don't i don't think i will <laughs> i'll uh i'll save them from having to I, I, I've, if I've noticed one thing, man, you know how to find the right positions at the right time. So 
Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one have you on. And, and then obviously your new short film uh, also has some recognizable actresses in it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because Phoebe was on Silicon Valley as well yep. this past year. Yep. It's like everybody I know is on that show. I mean, it's a, it's a small town and like it is, they do pull from like the people that, I guess it's the scene in the crowd in the comedy scene I'm in is kind of the one that's like most people like at the Upright Citizens Brigade where I perform, most people who are doing well there will be on something or create their own show or become a writer or something on a show like most of that place goes to SNL to, to be a writer or performer. Yeah. So now, now, Alfred Citizens Brigade is the place to be. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm doing this from memory and I should have done my, my research. Um, but aren't some people in the upper Citizens Brigade, wasn't that um, the, some of the beginnings from the state on MTV? Um, though it wasn't the state, but um, well, I mean, it's a, it's a small world. Yeah, they're, they're all friends with each other. Like Amy Poehler, who was one of the original, Adam McKay, uh, Ian uh, Roberts, and Matt Besser, and Matt Walsh, they like started the Upright Citizens Brigade. Then Amy joined, I think, a little later. It was just like a group of them. And I think they just performed live at the New York UCB. Um, there was a bunch of people in that scene. And then they were also friends with everyone who was in the state, like Thomas Lennon and all those, and Ben Garrett and those people. But um the what became the first like thing that people really started knowing was Upright Citizens Brigade. I mean, I, this is don't quote me exactly, but I know like pretty good history on UCB. But um the T V show that came out on Comedy Central in like I think it was the late nineties. Yeah. It was just called the Upright Citizens Brigade. That was Amy and Matt Walsh, uh Matt Besser and Ian Roberts. And then they started the theater, the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York, and then they opened one in LA and now they have two in New York, two in LA. So it's just growing and growing and they teach sketch comedy and improv and stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a good indie alternative comedy world that um, is always funny. Like, you know, it's, it's, I like it more because it's like anyone can try out and if you're good and it works, you know, you'll just make it through the system and you'll make it up the ranks to become friends with everyone. And if you're not, if it's not really working out and it's not really what you're supposed to do, you kind of just, you know, you find your way out, I guess. So it's like yeah. the place. This is a, it's its own natural filter for like good content. Well, I remember also I just how unique it was to see some of these sketch comedy people then all of a sudden kind of bring their stamp to it to regular TV. Like what was that Reno nine one one and things like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely had that sketch comedy feel to I, I guess regular yeah. TV. But you know now all of a sudden yeah. I, the move the world's moving now to your world. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't know of many. So I, I spend my days with 15 to 18 year olds and mm-hmm. they have a hard time naming you actors on TV. But boy, can they tell yeah. you about Casey Neistat. Boy, can they tell you. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. YouTube yeah. is the new thing. I try to balance myself between the two worlds because my initial goal has always been TV and movies and film and that's what I want to keep pursuing but I'm aware that I people will watch my stuff that I just make and I put it out but I never want to become branded as a YouTuber because in the TV movie world that's that can like not be good for you you know because they won't take you seriously it's like oh you're not maybe not a great actor because a lot of the times people who make YouTube stuff are just it's just anyone who wants to just wants to do it doesn't mean they're necessarily good at it so you do get a lot of stuff that isn't good and then when you take some of these people who get super popular and you put them in like a tv setting and they just can't really perform and it just doesn't you know they're not a good enough writer to like sustain a half an hour show or whatever 
and it usually fails in the mainstream world. But like the, so it's like those people kind of survive by making what they're good at and their fans will watch that, but it doesn't work on a bigger audience. So I would like to be making content for like, you know, the mainstream audience, but with my alternative style. So it's a matter of like figuring out what works best for everyone. So I try to do both and just, you know, stay online because that's where people are watching and use that popularity when I go to the TV side and I'm pitching shows and stuff. But just so I don't, I don't mention it too much. I try to, that's why I try to do TV stuff as much as I can, because that's what I really want. And I don't want to only do online because I can't imagine most people when they're in their forties and fifties, kids are going to be, want to be watching you on the internet. You know, I'd rather get out of there because it's like a young person world. So I don't know. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to push back on you. I think that the, as the young, as the young kids don't, you know, as they age, I don't think, I don't know if they're going to migrate to TV. I, I, well, I know. I think, well, TV is changing. It's sort of all becoming one thing. Like I don't, yeah. like people think, I always think of it like this, like people at work, what do they talk about on Monday morning? They talk about Game of Thrones, they talk about Breaking Bad, they talk about the movies. They don't talk about the new, you know, Casey Neistat video. You might talk about for a second, but like the big topics are always, I think, going to be, and the big things people talk about are television shows, like Stranger Things. It's, like every, it's, a, it's, it's always long form content will always be, I think, the bigger thing. Yeah, you talk about real quick, oh, did you see that video of that guy, like, you know, falling down the stairs or whatever? It's, it's funny, but it's, it's really only 30 seconds of content. So, you know, the things that will, I think, always be the, the main source of entertainment will be longer things. People will always want to get on their couch and watch something or watch a movie. So yeah, I think internet content will get more popular and get more into the mainstream, but I don't think long form content will ever go away and be yeah. the number one thing. I so I always think of it like that. I don't want to just be making 30 second clips forever. I'd rather make a long, good, solid story and perform. Cause like my, I've, I'm an actor. That's like what I did first. But then the more I do where I just flop around as Keith, people I think forget that. And like it is, it's hard to stay focused because it pays and it's getting me job, it's with jobs and it's getting you views and you can get excited with all these views and stuff online. But then you forget, oh, I'm not performing. I'm just flopping around. I want to like act and I want to like be in a scene and memorize dialogue and like become someone else. So it was really satisfying for me to do my short film because it was like 22 minutes and I had to like be upset in the scene. I had to get emotional and knowing that I haven't done that in front of like a large audience. So was, I think it's going to be awesome for me to put this out and have people see, Oh, he doesn't just flop around, you yeah. know, either is some flopping around in there and there's some stunts and there's like some pretty crazy stuff in the short, but also it shows a good wide range. Yeah. So well, I, just, I just want to do it all. I don't want to do one or the other. I want to do it all. So. Yeah, tell me, tell me, you, you kind of segue this perfectly. So you, you, you know, as you progress now you've got neutral coming out. Tell me a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. So, Neutral, it's kind of a random story. It was just an idea I had last year. And I was like, well, this seems like something I could pull off. I'll pursue this. I'll finish writing this. And I'll see if I can go and shoot it. Because it's not too ambitious. But then as I started writing, it got, I wrote a little bigger. And it did get a little ambitious. And I, but I pulled it off. I was able to raise a lot of money. And I sold like every arcade video game I, I own. <laughs> so I was able to do it. But the story, it's a story about this guy who's like a bounty hunter. And he basically just, he's really just transport. Um, prisoners to jail so he's like i has to like drive them to prison and then he drops them off and on this run he's driving this young lady 
um, uh, who's played by Phoebe Neidhart, who was on this past season of Silicon Valley. She's, she works a lot. She's like a super great actress. She's really knows what she's doing. Um, so that's like, I've known her from the UCB. So I wanted to shoot this thing with her and, uh, she's driving her across the desert and uh the car breaks down and it's basically them dealing with each other because it's like kind of an awkward thing it's this guy's like taking you to jail she doesn't want to get stuck with him in the desert and my character is like very talkative and she just does not want to talk to this guy so it's their interaction throughout the day and then at the end of the movie i never know how to pitch the whole episode i mean the whole um story because i never want to mention what happens in the end but something sort of magical happens in the end <laughs> so uh you have to see it to find out what happens but it's basically about these two people that get broken down in the middle of the desert and it's uh they're driving a, a 1972 bmw and the model is 2002 and that is like a pretty well-known car in the car world i guess it's my car it's my personal car and i didn't know how much of a thing it was before i got it and man that that's like the real cameo in the short film is that car because people are obsessed with it so that's uh that's pretty much the movie right there yeah but um it's also it's also inspired by one of my favorite movies is duel and uh it's steven spielberg's first film it's really good it takes place on a desert road and it's just this mac it's a uh, big truck chasing a car um so it's a mix between that and then midnight run which is another one of my favorite movies um where robert de niro is t- transporting a prisoner across the country and uh, these people are chasing them so it's kind of a combination of those two things that's like kind of how it's what it's influenced by. No, I I, I love hearing all this. I, I like uh, when you're talking to me about on um, your comedy stylings, what you're an amalgamation of, and and now seeing this film. But um, one, I want to tip my hat. I again, how you have invented and reinvented some things. How you're taking some risks. Uh, the fact that you'll show up and um, you know dance. And in in odd places at odd times, and people are staring at you. I just love the risk taking. I love the constant finding opportunities. I love the reinvention. I love the fact that now you're, you know, deliberately mixing it up, and and then also doing short films. Um, I yeah, you're pretty inspirational, and 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 to you know, and then and then to not necessarily you know own just one side. You you now even have goals for yourself and say, look, even though this is working out that one thing doesn't define me. And, and I, I love that. One last thing I got to, I got to ask though. So, uh, and I, and I, and I mean this in a loving way. There's a lot of students that I talk to. <laughs> there's a lot of students I talk to and they're like, I'm going to be a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be an influencer. And mm-hmm. um, one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this interview with you is that, well, you, you talked about it earlier. You're producing content uh, like a lot. So to mm-hmm. that 17-year-old that, that says, man, I'm going to make it. I don't want to dissuade him or her, but your best advice to the 17-year-old who's saying, I'm going to be a YouTube star would be? I would say then you will be, because if you want to, you will. And I, that sounds almost like uh, maybe false optimism or something, but I don't think so at all. I think if you genuinely want it, you can do it. Just don't stop. Like I have so many friends that... Like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to move to L.A. And the only reason it doesn't happen is because they stop. If you don't stop, it can't never happen. You know what I mean? Which is also kind of like, oh, that's like a lunatic's path. Like, just keep going blindly. But 
I never, I always wanted to become Jim Carrey. That's what I wanted. I was like, I want to be like Jim Carrey. I want everyone to laugh at me. I want everyone to know me for being funny. I never wanted to be an influencer or YouTuber. That, that wasn't a thing at the time. And then I accidentally became that while pursuing acting. So I would say even, don't even say what you want to become. No, you want people to know you and see you, but like things will change and they probably won't even be influencers at that point anymore. They won't even call it that. They won't be YouTubers because there'll be another platform by the time you actually start getting popular. There might be another thing, you know? So I would say just put yourself out there and make anything, every idea you have, do it. Because like, even if it seems like it stinks, but in doing it, I've filmed so many videos where I'm planning on doing one thing and then it's just not that funny to me. But in one take, I say something that gives me an idea for another character and that turns into this whole other character that like becomes huge. It's like, I say just do anything because you can't like become a painter unless you start like flatten paint on the on the walls you know you have to just start doing it so i but i think if someone generally thinks they're going to then they probably will especially nowadays because there's so many people it's not like before like tv networks it's like only so many people could get television shows because there's only so many channels and there's only so many so much time to put these shows on the channels now there's infinite channels because you, everything is a channel and there's an audience for everything i have people i know that i'm like i just don't think their content's that great but they have such a huge audience because there is so many people out there. So yeah, I would say definitely pursue it and do it. And if it's making you laugh or making you entertained and it's something you like, then someone else is bound to like it and you'll have to get a big audience. So, I mean, I encourage everyone to do everything they ever want. And my parents never told me not to right. do anything. Like they told me, they just let me do whatever I wanted. And same with all both my brothers. And I think that's why I just try everything. Cause no one ever said you can't, it's just the, whatever you want to do is what you can do. And and it works out. So yeah, uh, we wouldn't, we weren't forced to go to college or anything. We just, parents let us just figure out what we wanted to do. But then I've had friends say the opposite. Like, I wish I was motivated more, but for me, that wouldn't have been, I didn't need motivation. Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do and I just did it. And I think That's, nowadays kids know what they want. Kids. Yes. I think kids okay. Are maybe a little bit more, more yes, self-entitled but I mean, nowadays. Well, and I think <laughs> and, that uh, was the one thing I was going to push back on. Like I, I, everything you said, totally agree. It's the, the, the most important word though, was the D word. It was doing. Um, yeah. I, I know a lot of, well, I mean, it's the lottery ticket mentality. Boy, when I win this lottery, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to buy my mom a car. Yeah. No, you're not. Cause you're not going to win. The people yeah. that, the yeah. people that, that are telling me a lot of times that they're telling me they're gonna be a YouTube influencer. Mm -hmm. My first question is what's yeah. your channel? And if they don't have one, I'm like, start one tomorrow. Yeah, and it's funny, thing. as God is my witness, I was interviewed by these two, they're going to crack up, but I was interviewed by these two <laughs> students um, for their newspaper or something like that. And I was like challenging them because one of them said, hey, you know, I, we want to start putting ourselves out there. I'm like, well, then start tomorrow. And they're like, well, like yeah, what? I, and, I say start right this second. Right. Start it as you're saying the sentence. Let's get online and do it. So ten yeah. minutes before you, ten minutes before you called, uh, I got a message for them that I, I can't wait to share it with you because <laughs> I, I inspired them to do something. Because she told me what her passion oh, awesome. is, and the other girl told me what her passion is. I said, please blend those two things together, and it'll be odd and it'll be bizarre. And they said, oh my gosh, people make fun of me, and I'm like, then you'll win. I'm like, if yeah, you're doing, if, you as, 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 I said, if you're doing, right. I said, something. if you're doing something that no one else is doing, when, if you're going to go make a video, it looks exactly like Casey's. Okay. But if you're going to do something what, yeah, completely that's, different, that's then people, do it. That's perfect because you will become the new Casey and then people will start copying you. That's one thing I always think about 
when I um, I get breakdowns for for roles on shows. They'll they'll say we're looking for uh, you know like a Robert De Niro type. Or they'll give na- types of actors for you uh, to the, the way they want. And I always want to be the Nathan Barnett type. It's like, I, I want to become a type. I want to become the new thing that people are trying to become. Yeah. I don't want to do what anyone else is doing. And I think that's the best way to do it. It's like, if you think your thing is weird, no one's going to like it, give it a couple of years and everyone's going to want it to become I you. You know, that. if you genuinely believe in it and it's making you laugh or whatever, entertained and makes you feel good, then someone else will like it eventually and they'll catch on. I totally <laughs> like, agree. There's nothing like the Beatles before the Beatles. Right. And then, now there's all these boy bands, like all these years later, that are like basically the modern Beatles, you know? Yep. Well, and I'm hoping, man, so anybody that's listening to my show, I'm telling you, like, check out Nathan's videos or his alter egos. You know, there's Keith Apicare. Well, actually, you go, you go over some of the alter egos. Yeah, there's too many. Uh, the ones that are worth watching, I guess, are, yeah, Keith Apicare. His main thing is video games. He's uh, It started with a, mo- a mockumentary on him. It was a spoof <laughs> on the, the movie The King of Kong, which is a documentary. Which, and by the way, like, it's one of my favorite documentaries ever. Oh, it's I, great. It's amazing. It, no, seriously. I've I've got to meet um, Steve Wiebe, and I really mm-hmm. want to meet uh, Billy Mitchell. Matter of fact, I, I really Billy need to Mitchell make that happen. This weekend as Keith. That's what I was doing what? in Orlando this weekend. You're joking. Hanging out with Billy Mitchell. No, no. Uh, I was at Free Play Florida in Orlando. I go every year. Billy Mitchell's there, and Steve uh, – I'm not Steve. He's not there. Uh, Walter Day's there, and uh, a bunch of other guys – from the documentary go to all these video game conventions and I've hung out with a lot of them. And now Keith is in their world. Keith is like part of the twin galaxies, you know, video game world. I'm not so surprised. Keith actually had uh, Keith competed against Billy in his own competition. There's a thing called the Kong off that Richie Knuckles, who's a guy in the whole arcade world. Uh, he started this thing called the Kong off and it's like, they, you know, they have Donkey Kong competitions, but Keith wanted to do the wrong off. And it's basically whoever can get the least, the lowest score, in Donkey Kong without dying. So and that's hard because in order to, to not die, you have to jump over barrels and you get points, but you can do it in a way where you don't get points. Because Keith to himself has the world's lowest score in Donkey Kong. It's negative 400 points. And it's in the Guinness Book of World Records in the gaming edition as having the world's lowest score, but it's fake. <laughs> I did it in a video where like he was so bad, he just got negative points, which is impossible. The game just awarded him, took points away from him. Uh, in the Guinness Book, the gaming edition of Guinness Book of Records thought it was funny. So they put it in, in the book, so it's in print. But anyways, uh, yeah, there's Keith, who's an arcade dude. Uh, but now he's become much bigger, and he's in music videos for, like, you know, Full Rider and whoever. And uh, Keith's just huge. Keith is his own, his own brand now. But... um. Uh, then there's Ray Amsley, who's a self-defense legend someday. He's a man with one wooden peg leg who teaches self-defense lessons, like self-defense against drowning, self-defense against dying in your sleep, self-defense against <laughs> whatever. It's something, anything that doesn't, wouldn't really attack you. Um, so he's crazy. Then there's Trey Lewis, the self-proclaimed spokesperson for Skittles, which is Skittles candy. Uh, my mind is uh, what is this back pain Wayne he's a man who's got major back problems who's bent backwards this newly man Trost who's a guy who wants to so they're all, they start getting it's just names they don't really make sense but this one guy I go to gymnastics studios and gymnastics gyms and I basically just get hurt really badly on gymnastics equipment in front of people in public those videos are my personal favorites um, 
they're just called getting gym nasty. There's only one, two, three, four, five. I did one recently in San Francisco and I think it's my personal best, <laughs> but I'm trying to get, uh, the, the Olympics to notice this and recognize it because I would love to do some sort of promotional thing for the Olympics. Probably won't happen because it's too much of a prestigious thing, but gymnastics, I mean, I'm gymnasts and gymnastics coaches love these videos and they pass them around like crazy. So I know there's an audience for them because gymnasts know how badly this hurts to fall on this equipment and fail on it. So that's basically what I do is get hurt. And cause I know some mild gymnastics myself. I taught myself how to just flip around and stuff. So, um, yeah, there's so many more Simmons DuPont. He was one of my original characters. He's a gym teacher. who's just kind of an idiot. Everyone, all the characters have a very similar mindset. They're all very, they're very childlike. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like how I am and everything's very PG. Um, and they're all kind of like, they all think they're great. So they have a lot of confidence, but they're all dumb. That's kind of like the common thread. And then they just have different attitudes and lifestyles and completely different, like, you know, yeah. goals and they live in different worlds. But yeah, a lot of phys- physical comedy is the common thing. So um, most of them. If, if people are hearing this for the first time, discovering you for the first time, the best way to discover a lot of these things is... It's just my YouTube, I guess. Um, just Nathan Barnett. It's youtube.com slash my last name, which is B-A-R-N-A-T-T, Barn A-T-T. So, yeah. Or if you just search, a lot of the thing that I would tell people is just search just Nathan on YouTube and I, I come up pretty soon. So, well, yeah. Nathan, <laughs> that's, I, much, I, that's all the nonsense I do. Yeah. Well, Nathan, I really, really, really appreciate you being on. I, um, yeah, I just love your whole approach to everything. The fact that you're going to make it work, the fact that you're doing and doing and doing. And uh, you're not taking no for an answer. And for that, I uh, seriously, I salute you, man. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. uh, I'm glad that you even know I exist. So so I tell everybody when they say they like me, I'm like, well, I'm happy you even know me because there's a lot of stuff out there. And I'm glad you found found me. So, All right. Well, thank thank you. you so much for being on the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave your comments, questions, and suggest show topics at startedupinnovation.com. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Start Ed Up and Facebook.com slash Start Ed Up. We're back next week with a new episode. 